are you looking to start a podcast like this? Anchor makes it super easy to get started with recording and automatically distributing your podcast to the most popular platforms all for free. You can create podcasts from your phone, computers, or bring in pre-recorded episodes and overlay them with free background tracks. Make money easily with no minimum listenership requirement. It is the podcast platform for all. Download the free app today from your app stores or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to This Dev Life, the podcast for developers where we talk about the daily life of developers, challenges we face, and how we overcome these challenges every single day. Join me and let's have fun together. Welcome to another episode of This Dev Life and we still have Lawrence Agbani with us this week on This Dev Life. Don't worry, you won't be bored of him just yet. Maybe we won't have him on the next episode. Who knows? But don't worry, I wouldn't just do that to you. Right, um, so the topic we're talking on today, well not really topic topic like that, is... So I've asked them to pick out the top five tools he uses every day as a developer. So he will tell us the name of the tool, uh, what he uses it for, and why he likes using the tool. So we'll spend three minutes, about three minutes on each of them. So top five, Lawrence, your time starts now. Hmm, top five. <sighs> okay, this is very difficult to pick. Come on. Um, top five tools. Um, well, daily, what I use for my day-to-day, I use IntelliJ. I use IntelliJ a lot. Um, lots of people use Visual Studio Code, but I don't know. I'm just, um, and I'm going to give the reason why I use IntelliJ. I like Visual Studio Code, don't get me wrong. Very loyal to the brand. But um, the reason why I use um, IntelliJ, or why I started using IntelliJ was um, because of my, not syntax highlighting, more like, um, uh, declaration go to that that particular feature. I don't really have it much. Like you have to do some extra setup with Visual Studio Code. But that's one thing I enjoy with using the IntelliJ. I use WebStorm because I work on on JavaScript projects these days mostly. So I love the fact that with my JavaScript uh, project, I still can be able to you know come and click, and it takes me to the declaration, like where that particular thing was declared. You know and I didn't really have that with Visual Studio Code and then the setup was becoming annoying and then I just give up. So, there's IntelliJ. We have IntelliJ. Um, that's one of the tools and that's one of the reasons why I like it. And also, I love the IntelliJ Merge tool as well. That's another thing I love, the way it looks. Um, the presentation and then I can be able to just click, click, click when I have a merge conflict, click from left, click from right, click, 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 click. And then I click on approve or merge or something and then I carry on. And the merge tool is, is, is very intuitive. I think anyone is going to love that merge tool, mostly when you have a merge conflict. Um, so, and that's one other thing I love about that that tool. Um, so I use the IntelliJ ID every day, pretty much. Um, also, Another tool I use daily is 
Replit. It's a website actually. Okay. Repl.it. Uh, one thing I love about Replit is just the fact that I can just it's like the sandbox. I just go there and write code and see how it will run. You know, so you can write C sharp code, uh, Java code, whatever different languages and the engine is already there you just need to maybe write or console.log or you know system out the print line whatever and you see everything just runs you know fine um so i use i use replit if i want to quickly test an algorithm or i want to quickly if a function is supposed to work a certain way and i don't i'm not sure and i don't want to run an entire application to test it i just take that piece of code replicate it on replit and then run it there and see how it runs you know uh, so yeah that's what i use that tool for and also i use typescript daily uh and the reason why i use typescript is because of typing you know typescript can be hell initially i didn't like it i didn't like to use it uh, when I got on the team, everybody was in TypeScript. I was like, no, vanilla JS, normal, is it vanilla JS, they call it. Normal JavaScript, yeah. no TypeScript, nothing. I don't want TypeScript. And my problem or my question to them then was, JavaScript is already, you know, what it is. There's a flexibility that comes with using JavaScript. So why are we trying to start writing JavaScript like Java? What's the point? Um, so, but you see, the thing is, uh, when when you get into very huge projects, you know, like normally some people just use Node to write quick, easy APIs and stuff. But when you have a huge Node.js application, you you realize that normal JavaScript, uh, with all the pitfalls JavaScript can have, you realize that people just take advantage and just write anyhow code. And... That's one thing that the TypeScript helps with, with, with all the typing and to ensure that you're not making certain mistakes. Of course, ESLint helps for certain things, but now TypeScript helps with the typing. Everybody knows what type is being returned from where and, you know, what you're expecting. And we can create our interfaces or create our types and we can be sure that this is structure we're expecting. So the code is supposed to be much more readable but at the same time, not because there are certain types of code you look at, you're like, what the hell is going on here? You know, you get to the JavaScript variant of it and it's just as clear as day. Then you get to the TypeScript variant and you're trying to figure out what this type is and how this tuple is, you know, it's, it can be held to read. But at the same time, at the basic level, if you have all the types set properly, everything is cool and everybody knows what type is being returned and um, the, the, the next developer that jumps on that code can... Because one thing with JavaScript is you can see props as a as something you're passing into a function, props. But you don't know what, is, what should be in props. And you're seeing someone getting, you know, props dot this, props dot that, trying to get attributes from inside props that you don't know what props is. You don't know what props should be and you're supposed to work on a ticket that has that needs you to get something from props you're not starting to ask you're not be asking question what the hell is props where what do, what do you pass in props you know but if you're if, if it's typed if you type props properly let's see what i did there if you type props properly and, <laughs> and 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 you click on it you're going to see 
of course, if it's probably tight, you're going to see like all the expected um, okay, the stuff that should be inside. Of it. More like it. There's the intelligence bit, and then there's also the bit where, when the intelligence is done, you can see all the things that props should be done or should have, and then that will help you as a developer working on props to be able to know what it what it gives and what it doesn't give, so you know what to add, etc. So yeah, with that, I think it helps, and that's the reason. That's only reason why I use TypeScript, anyways. So I, I don't get confused by other people's code. And then the fourth one, number four. Um, I also use well the entire company. We use a RabbitMQ daily. Um, that's a queuing uh, service for um, for asynchronous stuff. So uh, we have these huge imports we do. In a lot of times per day, and these imports are supposed to like bring product data, bring user data, blah blah blah, stuff that we have to serve to other people, you know. So, um, and of course, if we are going to make API calls to the service that has all these products to get them, it's going to time out, of course. Like, we're going to spend a long time doing this operation. So, um, cool tool helps with, um, uh, helps with, um, with your asynchronous processing so we can just keep a consumer somewhere that just listens on the queue and then we just tell the whoever it is to just load that queue with products and then we asynchronously process it later and we don't have to use api calls and everybody's happy um so yeah i really love RabbitMQ and what it has to offer um i think in the other episodes two episodes back or so we talked about this um it's it's really interesting tool when used properly you're going to enjoy this um, mostly when you have like huge things to process uh, sometimes it also helps with inter um inter-service communication so if your services can't communicate over apis like i just mentioned which like of course endpoints will be slow and timeouts you just put them in a queue and have them communicate over that queue and everybody's happy so yeah love that tool um and then there's one too I use mostly these days because I have to do a lot of parsing and stuff. Regex 101, regex101.com. <laughs> I'm really excited that this particular um, this particular thing exists at all. Uh, it helps you just test your regex. That's all. These are people that that basically have to write regex if you have to. Um, most likely have a lot of tools to to. But when you really have to write regex. Regex 101 is always there for you. Um, and also they have like on the side, they have meanings of what the tokens are on the right side. So you you can already start getting acquainted to Regex in case you don't know what it is. You They have all the tokens and what they do, and then you can start testing stuff out. So it helps me a lot because I do a lot of parsing these days. So what I have to do is I can take like a huge file I'm trying to parse stuff on, put it there and then start writing my regular expression to, to parse that file to get what I need from it. Um, and then instantly test, you know, the regex and see the outcome and then see how it's going to capture what I need and, and, and stuff like that. So I use that really almost every day these days. So yeah, that's pretty much it. That's five, right? That's five. Yeah, we got it on five. Thanks very much for sharing your tools with us, Lawrence on this episode of this dev life so listeners eh, this is the third time we have him on this dev life but in the future we will still bring him back because he actually has a lot to share with us he's actually passionate maybe he actually become a co-host with me on this show who knows 
<laughs> all right all right all right okay so thanks very much for doing this with me i really really appreciate it i love the passion i love the commitment and i love that i was able to take about um four hours no the four hours about two plus hours of your time today to do this recording <laughs> all right so thanks very much so listeners that is lawrence agbani if you need to find him on twitter you can find him at the agbani that's t-h-e a G B A N Hi. Did I get that right? You got it. So that's it. We will go ahead now and end this episode of this, of this Dev Life. I will catch you on the next episode. Peace out. Say bye bye to us. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right. podcast for developers by Darao Ladabo. Thanks for joining me on the show. I'll see you in the next episode.